Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. I'm Dr. Ian Panja, and today I'd like to talk about sexual health. Now, apart from immunology, which I've covered in other episodes, which is the study of the immune system, which was a tiny little 100-page textbook when I was at medical school and is now enormous and probably forms the basis of our understanding of most diseases. Sexual health is probably second only to immunology in terms of the amount of growth there has been in not just understanding but also classification and treatments as well. And it's a subject area that interests me for a number of reasons. One is that it's often associated with shame and behaviours. And it, it slightly irks me still to this day when I find on certain websites this concept of irresponsible sexual behaviours, because it depends on where you live in the world and what your level of health education is, frankly. But we can come back to that. So, yes, yeah, stigma, I guess, is what I'm talking about. And I think sexual health probably a little bit like mental health many years ago, has undergone a bit of a revolution in terms of awareness, certainly in, in this part of the world. But because of its nature, is is deeply personal, almost more so than other things that are still confidential and should be, obviously, in health. Confidentiality is a, a super important um, pillar of medicine. But, you know, if you break your leg, um, you're more likely to talk about that freely than if you have, say, for example, a sexually transmitted infection. It's just the way the world is, that the latter is just more personal for whatever reason. So there's lots of strands to sexual health. There's something about how uh, people feel about it and deal with it and talk about it. But there's also some real medical risks involved with it in terms of preserving good sexual health. I'm going to go backwards and start with some really amazing revolutionary things that the world of sexual health have led us to. So firstly, the awareness that human papillomavirus, which is very common, in fact, up to 80% of men and women carry it. And it's often a virus that we get in our early life. But why is that so important in terms of sexual health? Well, because 
up to 70% of all cervical cancers are caused by HPV. And now because there's a vaccination program for HPV, um, there is this real hope that you could minimise rates of cervical cancer to next to nothing. There are some other risk factors like smoking and multiple partners, but by and large, the, the main cause of cervical cancer is HPV. So that's a real success story. I know people have views on vaccines, but actually, if you could guarantee, and, and, and the other side of the story, sorry, is that the vaccine program is also open to boys and men, and that means that they're much less likely to get head and neck cancers, because guess what? HPV is also implicated in that. Again, separate to risk factors like smoking. What else in terms of success stories? Another one for me is the awareness of HIV and the progress in treatments that means that you can live pretty much with normal life expectancy these days. Not everyone, but most people infected with HIV. I mean, that is amazing, given the fact that I grew up in the generation when HIV came into being, and there were these really quite, you know, looking back on them, horrific advertising campaigns about AIDS. And again, shame, stigma, amazing movie called Philadelphia, for those of you that have never seen it, with Tom Hanks, which I think gets that across. And in, in the modern day, um, a brilliant dramatisation on TV called It's a Sin. So those two things about cervical screening and advances in HIV treatments really warm my heart. While we're on those, I do want to just spend a minute talking about blame because sexual behaviours, there's something in that that is often not spoken about. And, and particularly in the film Philadelphia, uh, there's a court case scene. I won't ruin it for those of you that haven't seen it because it's, it's quite an old film now. Go on, beginning to show my age. But, you know, based on a true story where an employer talks about having sympathy for someone infected with HIV via a blood transfusion, but not if it was sexually transmitted. And, you know, I, I, I this whole concept of shaming in, in any um, area of medicine is not helpful. I know some people need rules, but it, it's, it's the same as, you know, um, going on a ward round where someone's been admitted because they've had a heart attack and telling them that it's all their fault because they smoked 20 years ago and that they eat too many cakes and whatever, you know, just not helpful. And unfortunately, in sexual health, that kind of attitude puts people off coming to see healthcare professionals for a start. And that has a public health impact, because if they're not treated, then they're more likely to feel ill. And also they could spread infections that might be damaging. Now, zipping across to the spread of infection and why that can be so harmful if we wind the clock right back now to, I don't know, say a hundred years ago, so, or a bit more than a hundred years ago, there was a bill that was passed um, in government about venereal diseases, which is sort of an old fashioned term, often colloquially known as VD, and confidential testing and treating. And just to give, this was in 1916, so just to give you an idea of the numbers at the time, um, syphilis, which is a bacterial infection caused by a bacterium called Treponema pallidum, was the cause of 30% of the 
of blindness in children at blind schools. Just let that sink in, that statistic. And not only that, gonorrhea, which we still screen for pretty routinely these days in sexual health clinics, um, was the cause of 50% of infertility in women. Half of women with infertility um, was down to gonorrhea. But as my mind kind of wanders, the other thing about sex is that, you know, it's something that's centred around desire and an urge, you know, an attraction. And on the other side, of course, you've got the whole taboo side of whether sex is even allowed. And and someone who, who's popped into my mind, because years ago I wrote this um little book called uh, the, An Essential Medical Miscellany, which is out of print now, but it's one of those books that you flick through when you sat on the loo. It was in the days before we had smartphones because everyone looks at them now. But um, but I remember writing about Dr. Kellogg, as in the inventor of cornflakes, and he actually invented them to stop the urge to masturbate because he thought it was no good for, for mind and body. And in fact, he remained sexually inactive throughout his life even with his own wife he never consummated their marriage and so you can see that to get from someone like his mindset to that end of the spectrum where if you can imagine there are no controls over who's having sex with who and whether there's any barriers to practice safe sex the words that come into my mind are things like control and morals and well, moral high ground in some cases. And somehow sex is is interlinked with our values, whereas other aspects of our health aren't. Well, they might be, you know, I guess certain things in our lifestyles. And the question I have is, is, is sexual health lifestyle related? And the answer is yes. But, you know, when I think about lifestyle and how it's changed, certainly in, in my lifetime, um, access to things is just so much easier so there are loads of dating apps you know like tinder and grinder and pornography for example and the use of it has exploded who'd have thought that you could access pornography on a mobile phone device i mean they didn't even exist as devices 30 years ago and the reason i'm mentioning that is because you know that's changed sexual attitudes and actually if you think about the kinds of things that present medically these days, and I, I have seen this in the consulting room, you know, this pattern of young men with erectile dysfunction. And, you know, on, on deeper questioning, a lot of them consume quite a lot of pornography. Now, the problem with that is that, you know, pornography is not real life. And so that kind of intimacy that you get with sex, if it's very commodified, detracts from the experience it's, it's like anything really if you sort of I don't know pinch uh, a part of your hand it feels slightly sore but if you keep pinching it again and again and again after a while it becomes numb and you feel nothing while I'm on the subject of erectile dysfunction just two really quick things one any man who's middle-aged who experiences it must report it to their doctor because sometimes it's a sign of hidden cardiovascular disease not always but it can be. And the second thing is that the phrase was actually created by the marketing team at Pfizer, who were behind the drug Viagra. 
just something of interest. And you can read more about that in the show notes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But what about sexual behaviours and how they've changed over the years? Well, interestingly, the data in the UK shows that more people over 65 are in need of seeing a sexual health expert for some sort of sexually transmitted infection. And part of that is apparently to do with dating apps and also chemsex. But what, what, one of the things I found really interesting as well is that about 20 years ago, um, the powers that be in the world of reproductive health, so the Faculty of Reproductive Medicine and Sexual Health, um, really started promoting long-acting reversible contraception, so things like coils or depot injections. And one of the reasons for this was there was a massive spike in unwanted teenage pregnancies. Uh, and that's, you know, I guess all well and good. But one of the things that those forms of contraception don't do is that they do not protect you from sexually transmitted infections and the uptake of what, what we call LARCs you know L-A-R-C as in long active reversible contraception um, has gone through the roof it's gone from around about 30 to almost 60 percent now just in the last 10 or so years and of course in the UK one of the reasons you know apart from unwanted pregnancies it's a cost issue as well because there's a financial cost to that so the, the contraception is deemed to be a good thing but it doesn't address the issue of sexually transmitted infections the other ethical question is does it really matter as treatments get better for example 
earlier on I was talking about HIV and life expectancy and it's just amazing that people who would have died 30 to 40 years ago because their HIV would have progressed to AIDS are now living with an amazing quality of life in the main and, it, and it's interesting isn't it when you when you talk to different groups of people some people don't understand what the fuss is unless they've been in pain or distress you know they've had a symptom like urethritis or ulcers or something like that and, and of course that's the thing sometimes a sexually transmitted infection is just totally invisible people just don't know they have it unless they get these symptoms and you know remember um sexually transmitted infections can cause all sorts of symptoms including leading to blindness okay i won't labor the point but you know health is health there's no shaming here it's just another thing i mean it's like people who play sport run the risk of injuries you know you could it's all about ethics at the end of the day isn't it and how we balance those things up in our heads and it's just worth remembering i think that actually most well a lot of sexually transmitted infections are not actually curable in fact hiv is not curable neither is herpes or hepatitis b um so they, they can be managed but they're not curable how do we proceed into the future well it's all dull in a way it's all about education about relationships and sexual health and that really starts at an appropriate age when you know that it's a stereotype but people often talk about puberty as being quite a confusing time because often your body's doing things and your brain can't keep up or vice versa and that sort of sexual maturation process needs some guidance i mean i remember it was it was just terrible when i was at school um there were these books that were just not very helpful and you know you kind of had to work it out yourself really it depended on which kind of school you went to whether it was a you know an all boys school or a co-educational school and i think nowadays schools actually do a pretty good job especially education around consent okay i'm going to leave it there that was sexual health i hope you found that interesting and thought-provoking and stimulating it's such a big topic but an important one i think if you like what you hear, please give me a rating. Please tell your friends about it. Do share and send them a link to any of the episodes. There's over 100 now, so lots to choose from. And remember, um, my book, The Health Fix, is out in paperback now. It's a shade over a tenner. It's the perfect book to get through relatively quickly, and it will make you see your health in a different light. Thank you once again for listening, and until next time, do... Stay well, look after yourself, take care. Bye for now. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.